Welcome to the Shift Daily Podcast. I'm Eric Chapman. It's a daily bite-sized morsel of our four-hour middle-of-the-night radio show. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show, and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca. The Shift Daily Podcast starts right meow. I'm Eric Chapman. Thanks for hanging out. Let's learn some stuff together, shall we? How about that? I like it. Good idea. Thanks, Eric. Okay, so... This is my favorite song right now. It's called The Tribe Called Red, featuring Black Bear. It's called Stadium Pow Wow. You're probably like, why are you playing this, Eric? Well, because it's about the in-between when it comes to relations with indigenous people. And learning. Because we're all in this together and we have to get that into our heads. Some other people you could check out, uh, Northern Cree. Uh, I tell you what, they have a 2015 drum solo contest video that I watch on repeat all the time. It's beautiful. Watching them sing and how they hit these ranges, it's just, it's absolutely fascinating. So there's a couple of things you can do in the in-between. Just check out some maybe First Nations Indigenous music, because there's lots of good stuff. And there's actually lots of um, interesting connections between the blues and First Nations rhythms. Like as if you listen to a guitar, uh, a blues guitar, that kind of... There's always... A yeah, like a, that it's, it's a similar rhythm. steady rhythm in the background, you know, and there's some great there's some great documentaries about the connection between the blues and First Nations people. So Dan Levy, a while ago, did the message. Take this course from the U of A. Indigenous Canada is a massive open online course from the Faculty of Native Studies that explores indigenous histories and contemporary issues in Canada. Tracy Bear has so many degrees, it took like seven minutes for her to name all of her degrees and titles that she has. So I won't do that because we're limited with time. Let's just say she is very smart, very thoughtful, and worked very hard to get this course going. What we wanted, have always wanted to do with um, this online course uh, called Indigenous Canada is create an awareness uh, a deeper understanding of the complex history between Canada and Indigenous peoples. Uh, one of the number one things that we've always strived to do is to have um, this course come from a completely Indigenous perspective. And by that I mean um, it was three years in the making and in that time, we did a lot of groundwork. We spoke with uh, Indigenous knowledge keepers, elders, our faculty, of course, our students. And we reached out all across Canada to get answers to some of the questions that were sort of burning in our, our minds or be specific about. Um, and we, I think we did a really good job at that. Um, we for the most part, many of us, us Canadians have grown up with an alternate history. And I think it, it, it lends itself true. Uh, you know, history is written by the winners, uh, if you want to say that. Um, so we wanted something that would be completely different from what we've seen um, so far in our curriculum. And what we hope that will happen from this is if reconciliation happens from this, hey, that, that's great. But what I'm hoping for, and, and uh, for the Faculty of Native Studies as well, is for people to have an understanding of uh, Indigenous histories, but also the celebration that goes along with it. 
there's such a diversity of our peoples across Canada. There's so much to learn and so much to celebrate. We really want to focus on that kind of hope and that resiliency and see Indigenous people as a really big part of Canada, not just Canadian history and not just, you know, parading us out, you know, when the Olympics comes along in Canada. It's much more than that. It's like an everyday thing. And so we're really hoping that when people take the MOOC, they'll want to learn more, they'll want to take the next step and and see what else is out there. Totally. I think, to your point, that's why I wanted to talk to you about this, because I think I call it the in-between. It's in-between the the protests or, or the, the, the RCMP issues or whatever it is in this. I think it's the in-between that the, that's when the, the work needs to be done and, and to, to, to continue the conversation and keep it going. So that's why I think this is so wonderful too. What, what, what are, um, you mentioned some of the questions that were asked to the people across Canada. I, I guess what I'm getting at was <laughs> what is, what is this course about? What, what, what's the, is it an introduction to history and where do you start in the course? You know what? When I was asked to be the professor of record, I asked just that. Where do we start? Right. Uh, who's our audience? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. um, thinking that perhaps uh, it might extend past Canada, which it has. And so um, we talked extensively and we figured that our audience could be anyone. So we started very much from, hey, where is Canada? That's how we started. Where is Canada on the map? And then because we wanted um, people to really think about being from an Indigenous lens, a perspective of Indigenous people, we started with uh, the first lesson, the first module is worldview. And so we really wanted to explain how we see the world. For the most part, of course, you probably understand that, you know, across Canada, there is such a complexity and diversity of First Nations, Inuit and Métis people even, you know, living side by side, that we couldn't possibly cover everything. So this course is just sort of a starter kit for people. Um, so we looked at worldviews of, of four different, um, vastly different from East, uh, West, North and South peoples. And um, I think we're able to give people a, a nice little taste of what is the possibilities are out there. So we started with stories. And uh, I think stories for anyone across the world you know humans are 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 drawn by stories we learn with stories and you know from sesame street to you know if you're my generation to you know various kinds of books and movies it it it's uh it's a bridge for everyone so if people are uncomfortable maybe learning some of the truths around indigenous history you know we we bring out stories and that's a really uh, hopefully a safe and comfortable way to begin. And I think, too, um, with different cultures, even the way that the story is told, whether it's through music or um, a, an elder presenting a big thing, like I think that, again, back to the perspective, that's probably a, a big part of this and probably why it is important to have such a vast um, um, questionnaire or input across Canada to, to get all that information to, to see what is the best way to, to tell these stories and what stories to tell. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, you know, we all love stories, uh, especially when they're about us. But uh, when, they, when they branch out and you kind of, you can see from stories and how it lends itself to lessons, and then you see the history and the um, experiences of Indigenous people, it's, 
we hope that people will be able to make that link, that connection between those types of stories and histories and the contemporary realities that Indigenous people face today. You know, we see mm-hmm. the news, but, you know, there's so much backstory um, when, you know, if you talk about something as contentious and as uh, Colton Bushi, um, the murder of Colton Bushi, you know, what is the backstory to that? And so we're hoping all those types of difficult, uncomfortable truths in Canada can, if people are starting at Indigenous Canada with the MOOC, perhaps there's some, oh, those aha moments. I see now, I see how education was and knowledge transference was. I can see how residential school entirely decimated, you know, um, this sort of link between intergenerational um, knowledge transference. You know, so we're hoping that people are going to make those connections and really have a broader understanding of how um, Indigenous people are living today and what our contemporary realities are. Yeah, and maybe um, giving them perspective, too, to, to help understand the healing that's involved in this. And maybe because of those, like you said, again, perspective, I just think that's so important to, to understand those parts of it, to be like, oh, because uh, that happened for me about a year ago. You talk about the aha moment. I was like, oh, wait, there's, tr- there's the trauma, the healing, all the stuff that's involved with this is so massive. I really have to take a bigger step back and really listen to when I hear things that I I don't think I agree with fundamentally right off the bat and really take that step back and and absorb it. And like you said, be with those uncomfortable situations because after doing that, I'm able to apply it to most situations I can, hopefully anyways, and it's it's so helpful. I wonder if maybe you mentioned um, um, Indigenous First Nations, Métis, and Inuit. I wonder, maybe we could get a a quick lesson right now because I always say (laughs) First Nations and Indigenous. And it's it's oh. it's kind of for me to to just to make sure I'm including anybody, but there is a difference between the two. Of um, maybe you could explain the difference for us now. Oh, that's a perfect question. It's really, you know, um, and and it's a simple one, but a lot of people get it uh, um, wrong. So uh, the Indian Act, we have the Indian Act, and we have the legal uh, Canadian um, understanding of of. Uh, Aboriginal people. Uh, so we have underneath the umbrella of Aboriginal, uh, we have uh, First Nations, we have Métis, and we have Inuit people. Peoples. However, uh, for uh, there's a there's a change happening, and you know there's changes over the years where you know misrepresented being called Indians and then Natives. And then Aboriginals is what I think it's still legally in Canada, Aboriginal. And then now you see the shift towards Indigenous. And Indigenous, um, although lots of people have problems with it, that encompasses, you know, First Nations, Métis, and Inuit. And so when you say Indigenous, there you have it. But what is the extra kicker, I think, and the difference between Aboriginal and Indigenous is Indigenous can be seen oftentimes as global. So we have our, you know, uh, Maori um, sisters and brothers from New Zealand, Aotearoa, and we have the Hawaiians, we have the Samoans, we have um, Native Americans in the U.S. So all of those people, especially in the world of the land of academia, we're starting, you're starting to see the word Indigenous come, come through. And so that's sort of the bigger picture. But, you know, 
you know, I get asked a lot, you know, well, what would you like to be called? You know, you were Indian, you were Aboriginal, Native American. I'm like, hey, man, I didn't put those labels on me. Right. If you ask me, yeah. I'm Maneho, I'm Cree. Um, right. But you're not going to take the 53 Métis communities, the, you know, the... Mm-hmm the 50-some First Nations communities and the Inuit, and you're going to say all of them, the Cree, the Anishinaabe, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's there are words that, you know, we're not entirely happy with, like Indigenous, but, yeah. you know, we, we can't say all the nations. So right. if you ask me who I am, what I am, I'm, I'm a Nehio. I'm a Cree woman. Awesome. Oh, I love that. That does, that. does that make sense? Oh, my God. That was awesome, <laughs> Tracy. I love that. That was beautiful. Um, you mentioned maybe really quick before they get, we get the info on the course and where, to t- where we can look into it and apply. You mentioned the Maori and the Samoans. Did you – I always um, – I always look to places like New Zealand and, and looking to their relations, and it seems to be like they're working this way as well. Did you did you reach out to say um, the the Maori or any um, representatives of their um, um, population to to get input for the course? Oh, definitely not. Oh, no, okay. um, it was it was Indigenous Canada. Yeah. Okay. But um, saying that we. You know, indigenous people, especially ones in Canada, we have a very close relationship with Maori people, okay, Samoans, yeah. Hawaiians. Right. Um, we often, we have a big academic conference, conferences every year. We have similar colonial histories. And so even though they're not the same, we can, and uh, Australians, the Aboriginal people there, um, we have similar, they had residential schools there. Mm-hmm. They had their language taken away. And so mm-hmm. there are similarities that we can do comparisons with. But ultimately, Indigenous Canada is just that. It's about the Indigenous people who now live in Canada, awesome. who have lived in Canada, right, I should yes, say. Right, yes, right. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, where, do we, where can we find info about the course and, and, and how to apply and when to register and all that sort of stuff? Well, I can give you Dan Levy's phone number. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ask Dan. Oh, that's so no, great. How great uh, was that? How great was that, though? That was so awesome. Because oh he's my. such, he just seems like such a lovely human. And so for him to do that, he it's like, is. oh, wow, this is great. Yeah. And it, it was came sort of out of the blue. Um, it's not out of the blue, like out of character of him. He is definitely a social justice warrior. Yeah. A lot of people, of course, know him from Schitt's Creek and other things. But, uh, yeah, I got the email, came across my desk, and uh, I didn't even look at the email. I was so excited. I just texted my friend, said, Dan Levy, emailed me. What about? I don't know. I don't care. So. I just have his email. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we've uh, we've been speaking with him um, quite a bit, and uh, we're so grateful that he's using his social platform to highlight this and to um, get more learners on. So uh, it's been really great. So um, besides, you know, it would not be easy to get a hold of Dan Levy. <laughs> so what you would do as a student is uh, you can just Google Indigenous Canada uh, Coursera. You can also go on the Faculty of Native Studies, uh, University of Alberta website, and um, it's easy to sign up. You can do it for free if you'd like to. Um, All the things are there for you. You can do it for a certificate where you get a nice little certificate in the mail for $60, I think. And we also offer it um, uh, regularly for a three-credit course, uh, and that's transferable um, across various universities. Okay. Tracy, thank you for your time today. This was Mm -hmm. wonderful. That was really great talking to you. Thanks for calling. This is the Shift Daily Podcast.
Are you okay with hiring a fruit thief to sell your home? I mean, yeah, I am. Usually, people. I I know, obviously, right? Um, why wouldn't you? I know people usually, ha- you know, hire realtors. What is happening? What, what? just happened? That was Chris. Are you okay? Yeah. No, I um I spazzed out for a second there. Okay, but it I'm sounded like you're having a seizure. Okay, are you okay? Okay, thank you. Sorry, Matt. But I rudely interrupted. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I, uh, it's good that Chris is okay. Um, <laughs> no, we're all dealing with all kinds of stuff tonight. Yeah, we are, aren't we? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, usually people hire realtors to sell houses. Homes. Yeah, but you know, a fruit thief—that's a new one. <laughs> Well, what if the fruit thief is is stealing them for you to be like, here, buy this house. Here's some fruit. Here's here's a free banana. I mean, I guess they're stealing still, but it's for you. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. I mean, I don't care. Whatever. I don't, I don't if, want hot fruit. If you're going to steal my home, I don't care what your hobbies are. Sorry, not steal my home. Sell my home. If you're going to <laughs> you can sell my home, but don't steal my fruit. That is what I'm saying. Chris, I think I would like it. If he if he like threw in some fruit with the deal, you know, like you, you get your home sold and you get a fruit basket. Would there be a particular? Like, I oh, stole it. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> like a bunch of fruit, then not like a bag of apples. Yeah, no, but it has to be. It has to be um, a variety. I think. Oh. <laughs> you know. No, I don't explain. Why does it have to be a variety? Well, I just feel like if you're selling your home, that's kind of a a, a big deal, right? That's like a life defining. Yeah, moment right you know, when you when you're changing your home you know home ownership is rare these days very for most of us anyway yeah. so i feel like if you're going to hire a fruit thief to do that for you <laughs> then they better be bringing their a game with with the fruit you know wait, wait, and, uh, well they should be bringing their a game so when they steal your fruit they don't get caught is that what you mean or you mean the a game no, no, fruit no, no, no. as in you want a mango you want some papayas you want a melon you yeah. want all kinds of stuff yeah you want a stolen papaya. I, I, <laughs> Exactly. I don't want them to steal my fruit. I want them to give me a variety and assortment of stolen. Well, fruits. what if you didn't know and they just stole your fruit and <laughs> gave it to you? That would be great too. Uh, you know what? I'm hiring this real estate person. I'm going to be honest. It's like, hey, I recognize this, this apple. Like... This apple looks delicious. <laughs> did I buy this apple? That's yeah, great. Where, where did I get this from? <laughs> uh, I have a pear tree in my backyard now. It's pretty cool. I don't know when they blossom. Congratulations. Though. Okay, but this real estate agents can. Uh, just listen to this. This is from CTV. That's a real estate agent from Luxmore Realty seen on surveillance footage Saturday afternoon carrying a plastic bag he just got from his car. He is then shown picking pears from the property's tree. The Vancouver home is not one of his listings. He is showing it to potential buyers, one who was also seen picking fruit. The owner posted this video online saying when they came home, they found twigs all over the ground and the once abundant tree was bare. He picked every last fruit from our garden. Who does this? Truly appalling. Realtors have a code of conduct and professionalism is first and foremost because we are dealing with a lot of money. The Real Estate Board of Greater Vancouver can't comment on investigations but says there are swift punishments for those who break the rules. The Real Estate Council of BC adds, Real estate professionals have a responsibility to act honestly and put their client's interest ahead of their own. feels very guilty about this matter right now and uh, he was sent home right now we spoke with the managing broker at his agency i think it's really bad for all of realtors um you know this could damage the reputation of all realtors the company has also issued a statement my team members and i extend our sincerest apologies for the terrible experience one of our clients had 
The realtor is now in the process of issuing a formal apology. And broadly speaking now, punishments for breaking the rules range from fines up to $30,000 or loss of membership. Now, what kind of punishment is that? They, they sent him home for the day. What, he's going to go home and eat fruit? Like, how is that going to How is going to be like, oh, I suckered these guys. Yeah, I showed them. They sent me home. And now I can just eat my fruit. Meanwhile, like, yeah, we sent him home. He's being punished and he's laughing at you all. He's eating a stolen fruit. Eating a stolen fruit. I bet you stolen he's fruit tastes get, better. He's going to get one of those awful sugar highs that's too high. And then you have that really nasty that sleep on the come down. Yeah. Well, maybe that's, that's, his punishment. His, that's his punishment. A sugar rush? I don't know if that's enough either, to be honest with you. <laughs> Could be a good, good thing, too. Yeah, right? Sometimes a sugar rush is a good thing. I could use one right now. I Wait. do like how what the guy in the story was like, this this makes all realtors look bad. As if <laughs> now we think that Every all of these realtors at all throughout Canada... Are just standing with like their hands behind their back, full of mandarins and peaches, being like, "No, I, I, I don't steal for it." Wait, what, what do you mean? Well, just, I, no, look, well, look over there. I can tell you it's not a thing because you go to some of these open homes and they have fake fruit there. So this is not. There's not a ring of 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 realtors. Imagine though, there's a big <gasps> giant black market ring of realtor fruit fruit thieves. What? Maybe maybe what? that's the bait. The fr- the fake fruit. It's bait for the for the realtors. They come and they 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 try and snatch it. And then it's oh, like, oh, you're the oh, you're the you're fruit the thief. thief. Yeah, <laughs> the fake fruit. So you think that maybe that there's a giant undercover ring of fruit thieves, and there's a giant covert op trying to bust them all, full of realtors. Well, Man, I, I'm I going to be a realtor. I want to be a realtor really bad right it's now. Very specific. <laughs> it I think is, it is. It, it, <laughs> it's it, it. Well, it's like those undercover gambling, you know, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, those undercover, you know, money laundering. Yeah, yeah. This is just another thing that's just is, yeah. skirting past us because of all of this news. Right. All this d- pandemic distraction. Right. It's the real the real core of the news here. If you think that... Uh, is stolen fruit. Um, drug dealing, the opioid crisis, and money laundering is fe- affecting our GDP. No, 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 no. It's all that stolen produce. It's all that stolen produce. Where does but this, it's so bizarre. Where's Sam it's Cooper? It's so bizarre. It is bizarre. Why would you think that you're not going to get by? Anybody that goes to anybody's home nowadays and doesn't think or assume <laughs> that there's an, a camera on them at all times, I'm sorry, but you deserve to get busted for stealing fruit. <laughs> I just don't get it. There has to be a conspiracy. Who does that? It's so weird. You don't go to someone's house and take just their fruit. pick their fruit. You know where they do it, though. Florida. That's where they do it. Well, you know, I have <laughs> really? done, I have been inebriated as a young person and taking the shortcut through someone's yard to get home from the bar and plucked an apple or two so i have stolen yeah. fruit but not i'm not part of the underground realtor ring we're getting some text eight seven seven three nine nine ninety eight ninety eight from rob the smell of apple pie really sells a home yeah he's not wrong That's he's true. not i would buy a house just for that okay <laughs> okay well if you got okay were- go if they were baking the fruit and then putting it on a windowsill to sell the home, like I oh, feel that's like it's pushing a boundary, but Where? that's kind of okay. no, that's the move, man. Oh yeah, put the I, yeah that whatever you got to do to sell the home. What do you think that's over the line, Chris? Well, if it's a stolen well, apple pie, well, how do you it's know? Presumptuous. How do you know? How do you know? How do you know the house isn't stolen? You're buying a stolen home. How about that? <laughs> a money launderer. See, it's part. It's all connected, Matt. A money launderer uh, at home is. <laughs> Come on. 
Come on. Got a text from Catherine at 877-399-9898. And there's a Catherine calling at the same time, too. Wow, what a coincidence. There's a saying that says, that's why it's a saying, Catherine, but you can know a person by the fruit they produce. LOL. <laughs> Is that their children? Is they referring to their children? No, well, it's... Uh, oh, what? Ew. So go on. What's Maddie saying? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to unpack this. Um, yeah, Hold on. You know a person by the fruit that... Well, should we see if this is Catherine on the line? Maybe I'll pick her up yeah, and pick see. Her up, yeah, let's pick see. Her up. Catherine, is yeah. this you that sent this text? I want to tell you a funny story about my dad. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Did you did you send this text? <laughs> I did, but it, it, this was funnier. Okay, wait. No, you have to You have to save the dad story till after because I want to know what the fruit is. <laughs> my dad did this and it's just too stupid. Well... <laughs> Come on, what show are you on? It's too stupid. Everything on the show oh, is too stupid. What, how do you, how hilarious. do you, okay, tell your dad's story. Uh, he passed away, and he told me this just before he passed away, yeah. okay? okay? He said his neighbor was so, he wouldn't share his choke cherries off his tree. So in the middle of the night, he went over to his property, and he chopped the tree down. <laughs> he tried to get and ate all the cherries. <laughs> Your dad did? Yes, when what? he was a teenager. He chopped the tree down? Yes. Oh, my God, that's when hilarious. When he was a teenager. Your dad sounds like my kind of guy. I think we could have hung out. But, but why didn't he just go and pick a butt? Oh, that's so hilarious. I have so many questions for your dad. I'm sorry he passed. I'm sure he's a wonderful man. I'm sorry about your dad. Oh, that's okay, Catherine. Thanks. But how do you know a person by the fruit they produce? Well, you know, if the guy steals for free, then he's going to steal money. He'll rip you off with the hose, right? Oh, okay. I see. That's what, that's what it means. I see what you did. It didn't, it's nothing what you wrote there, but I totally understand what you're saying there. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks, Catherine. I love it thank when you, you call. Okay, bye. You too. Yeah, I don't call, though, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing beats fresh cherries in the summer, though. Like all this fruit talk. I love fresh fruit. I'm I'm more of a blueberry guy. Are you? But I don't like them fresh. I like them stolen. (laughs) Stolen in a pie? Stolen and and in the freezer. Nothing beats frozen, stolen fruit. Gosh. I feel like that's a small business you could start up, Matt. Frozen blue, stolen blueberries instead of frozen ones. It was blackberry time recently, and man, oh, man. The little, the little old ladies and their ladders were down my block, like realtors looking for stolen fruit, I tell you. It's pretty impressive. Okay, let's, uh, let's move on to this next one. Um, are you okay with some bumpkin doctor cutting your toe off on their back porch? Well, that's some old-timey medicine. Jeez. I'd what? like to keep my toe, thank you. Well, I'm... What toe? Well, hopefully there's nothing wrong with my toes. But. Well, I don't know, but I'm just saying, like, if there's a doctor that's going to take my... I don't know what toe... I could give up a toe, I think, and it wouldn't be a big deal. It would Isn't affect it, your walk. It, yeah, but I think if, you could adapt. Maybe if, if you lose... Yeah, go. It, if, if you lose a little toe, doesn't it really affect oh, your Oh, it messes balance? you up big time. It does. I'm pretty sure all your toes do, but if you move like lose, like, your... your what are the toes? Are there names for your toes? Well, oh, they just called your toes. Picky. Probably, it's but I don't want to get into it. like it. big toe. Why not, Matt? <laughs> because we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have a minute. We can get down into what <laughs> toes are called. Of toes. <laughs> the name of toes. Like there's the big toe, the pinky toe, the middle. Okay. Is it... up. 
Is this, I've got it. Are there piggy names? Yes, go, Chris. Yeah. The first toe is also known as the hallux. Hallux. H-A-L-L-U-X. Hallux, yeah. Big, big toe or great toe. Whoa. The second toe is known as the long toe. The third toe is the middle toe. The fourth toe is the ring toe. Who wow. puts a ring on their toes? Oh, lots of people. And the fifth, the fifth toe is the pinky toe, baby toe, little toe, or baby piggy toe. They didn't get clever with those second. What? What is it? The second toe they called it, Chris? What was it? The, the, oh, no, the second one is the long toe. The, the oh yeah, the toe. long toe. You know. <laughs> wow, that's very technical. Um, I the I know a guy. If he, I don't know if he's listening. Jeff Tom, he lives in Alberta in Barhead. Um, he once was dating a girl and he broke up with her because her second toe, her long toe, was longer than her big. toe toe so he's like i can't date it's too weird your toes are weird lengths and i can't date you so he broke up with her <laughs> uh, that's that picky yes i'm referring to the are you okay we're doing right now this text from nate yes cut my toe off i've been asking my wife for 20 years to break my big toe she won't do it nate <laughs> nate i i don't I, know. I don't. I don't care. I just like what he's. And we got another. We got a follow up from Nate. Any everything on this show is too stupid, and that's why it's the best show on radio. Nate from Cleveland. Aw, thanks. Thanks, Nate. That was really nice. Thanks, Nate. But get your wife to break your toe. What's her problem? I don't see the issue. Got another one um, from James. I just hope you guys toe the line for the rest of the show. <laughs> James at Edmonton. <laughs> toe. Toe the line. Love isn't always on time. Okay. So a Missouri doctor had his license revoked after he amputated a patient's toe on the unsanitary back porch of his rural office. That's the issue? That it's unsanitary? Here's more from KMBZ Radio. Uh, yeah, really. A Missouri doctor is under fire for amputating a patient's toe on the back porch of his rural office. John Uhr had been practicing in Deepwater, Missouri. The state revoked his physician and surgeon license in June. The order was handed down after he amputated a patient's ganger's toe on the back porch <laughs> of his office in May 2016. <gasps> can't apply for reinstatement of his license for two years as a result. John Uhr had been practicing in Deepwater, uh, Missouri, and then was licensed osteopathic physician and surgeon since 83. The state officially revoked his license in June, citing three cases of Uhr being repeatedly negligent, grossly negligent, and incompetent. <laughs> no kidding. See, I don't know. Repeatedly, grossly, and incompetent. Oh, my God. I think he was using moonshine as an antiseptic. Oh, he must have been. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it, the, the, the mentions in there, the toe was gangrenous. So, I mean, it was an emergency, and it did need to get off. And waiting times at hospitals can be the worst. So, I mean, if you're just going to hack it off and bandage it if there's no like amputation just tack it off just go i'm okay with this uh, I, <laughs> it makes my tummy upset Does it? <laughs> are you sure it's not the heat's getting to you matt um guys <laughs> yeah yes. uh the population of deep water missouri is 432 <laughs> wow <laughs> um, how, do you think he... Yeah, I don't have an issue with this. Cut the guy's toe off. I don't care. He's on the, you're on the back porch. You're in a town of 400 people in deep water, Missouri. Someone has to do it. Someone's got to do it. The toe, toe is gangrenous. What's the biggest metropolis to uh, deep water, Missouri? Chris? 
Like the ambulance ride might have been. Let me click on the map. It could have been hours. I'm guessing Kansas City. Or... And he needs. Uh, it could have. You know, if you don't here. get the toe off now, it's it's gonna cause uh, some major blood trauma. Maybe Clinton. Uh, looks maybe look it has a thousand people. Um, <laughs> yeah, Kansas City is is the biggest is the biggest. How far? Yeah. How far it, is it? That would. How far? Oh, come on, second. Oh, God. Come sure. on, okay. Chris. Like, um, when I I'm ask you to it, instantly uh, do things immediately with no warning, you should be able 16. to get it. An hour? See? Okay, you know, if it was an emergency, that's a long by drive by car. So I guess it's only 45 minutes in an ambulance. No, that's no. I'm still okay with it. I'm love, okay with it. I'm I love okay. that the only issue is that it's unsanitary. Not that he cut someone's toe off. Matt? Moonshine will kill anything, though. <laughs> that and fire. You think they did a couple? He probably did two shots with the guy, then cut his toe off, then did a couple more shots. <laughs> this is the Shift Daily Podcast. And I've got emails, I've got phone calls, I've got texts, I've got tweets, all saying, when is Chris's contribution? When are we going to hear the dulcet tones, the long-haired wonder that is Chris Gilbert? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is time. Hey, guess what? You know what it's time for. It's Chris's contribution. Yeah. Oh, that's a new one. I like that one. Was it live? You're damn right it was. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing it All right, and we'll do it live. <laughs> Thing sucks. But full disclosure, it's pretty much the exact same <laughs> song that I wrote for Andrew yesterday. It's different. It's different. The for, tone is different. For Andrew's edition. He's got the capo on there. It's totally different. It sounds totally different. That's okay. I get my girlfriend to play the, um, the in case you missed it on the radio, here's New Zealand's Chris Gilbert. I get her to play that every time I enter the room. <laughs> Excellent. That's, I like that. That's fantastic. Good move. Uh, you should get it as your, uh, t your text when you get a text. I've, I've, done, I've done that. Have too. you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I used to have a dolphin noise. Um, oh. Yeah. I, I crashed the car almost two or three times when, when that dolphin just bloated through the speakers when I hit Apple CarPlay on. Uh, mine is... Uh, George Decay saying, "Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like um, it. I like it. Okay, should we talk about this dumb cat? <laughs> yes, because I know you're so angry about the cat. I, uh, I mean, I'm angry, but I just, I just don't think I get it. You know? Okay, so there's a cat, and so I'm. <laughs> It's a cat. And okay, we've got that there's a cat. Let's get past that now. I know. I'm, I'm trying to get my own head around it, all right? <laughs> okay, like, okay, go. Sorry. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. And, and Wellington, New Zealand, the capital city of New Zealand where I'm from, apparently, while I've been gone, which has been about five or six years now, but while I've been gone, it turns out that there is now a celebrity cat. Because okay. I think everybody misses Lord of the Rings so much, they needed something new to make them special. So they're like, well, here's a cat. The thing about Wellington is that, like most, that's a really cities, that's a that's such a step down though from the Lord of the Rings to a cat. Not for the media, they have the same oh, okay. zest for it. Okay. Yeah, They're like oh my god, a, a oh, cat, hobbits. Oh my god, oh Gimli, like a cat, Gimli a cat. and a cat. <laughs> okay, okay. So most places you go to in the world, like urban near, like city areas, there are just like cats walking around, right? Mm -hmm. This is pretty normal, mm -hmm. but apparently not in Wellington. It's a really big deal. There's a cat called Mittens, which I just I just. It's the first repellent for me. Just is the name? A cat it's a great name yeah, for a cat. But Mittens the Kittens. That's adorable. It's adorable, but not for a celebrity cat. Mittens is the, like, the lowest common denominator name you can have for a cat. Well, what, what name is a celebrity cat name that you would give it? Like Lightning mm. Bolt? 
Jacques. Jacques. Okay, I'm not. Okay, you got me. Touche. Yeah, I don't know. They came off the top of my. Oh, lightning bolt. That's way better than mittens. <laughs> it's like calling them. But mittens rhymes with kittens, though. You see where they're going for mittens, kittens. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing wrong with mittens. Like if I went around to someone's house and they're like, "Here's my cat mittens," and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool. That's a pretty basic name, but whatever." Hey, hey, cat. Pet, right, pet, pet, right. Pet. You know, and like, you know, like it's like calling a dog Rover or something. You know, you're like, okay, yeah, cool. So I'm like, okay, the cat's called Mittens. And if it's going to be a celebrity, maybe he should get like a celebrity name, you know? <laughs> anyway. Like Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. The, the fluffy ginger feline has been – so he's pretty much famous for just like hanging out around Wellington. So he's a, he's a private he's a private he's a private owner like he, he's owned. So this let me and, just clarify again. This is yeah. just a cat. It's just it's just a cat. It's <laughs> just a cat. Okay, now I'm, I am totally getting with you, Chris. Keep going it's because I'm joining you, man. I'm getting very he's, angry. <laughs> it's just a cat. Okay, this cat has been given the keys to the city. Oh wow! This cat has been nominated for New Zealander of the Year alongside Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister. Whoa. Um, uh, this is of last week. Uh, other headlines I'm looking at at the moment. Mittens, a friendly Wellington, Wellington cat with 50,000 fans. Another one is, cat arrives early for curtain call at a concert hall. <laughs> Mittens, a Wellington celebrity, has turned up two days early for the performance of Cats at the Michael Fowler Center. <laughs> So is this Isn't like in, is this in like major news publications in the country? This, this is on the public broadcaster. This is like our CBC. Cute. And so there's a package. Oh. I, this is who I used to work for. Yeah, it's yeah. RNZ. Yeah. And um, the, uh, let's play the story. This is the kind of story that I used to make. Um, well, the style when when I when I worked for them. So let, let's play that. Yeah. What's new, pussycat? Oh jeez. <laughs> Mittens, the sandy-coloured, long-haired Turkish Angora cat, is well known for prowling around the inner city. He's often spotted lounging on store display tables or wandering into office buildings. In most places, he's welcome, but the guards at Wellington's COVID-19 isolation hotel are on high alert for the four-legged perpetrator. Oh. They don't want people who could potentially have COVID to fawn over him, creating the risk he could carry the virus back out to the unsuspecting public. This guard, stationed at the gate of the facility, says Mittens made three attempts at a break-in yesterday, and despite his undeniable charm, the law is the law. Mittens isn't allowed into the facility. We've got to try and get him out if he gets in. It was the first time for me seeing Mittens yesterday, um, and he was here three times. The guard says they have to show him away, but he isn't too much of a sourpuss about it. Um, Mittens is fine with it, as far as I know. Mittens' dad, Silvio Bernisma, isn't worried about Mittens becoming a vehicle for the virus. They have appropriate kind of precautions in place, and the security guards obviously do, do a good job at doing that, but he doesn't go inside. Mittens was under house arrest during alert levels three and four, but even when he did manage to abscond his isolation, people were very respectful of the government's Chris, rules I hate not this. to touch other people's pets. But Mittens the missed the attention. On the few occasions that he did um, escape, I have some, some little children who were uh, his accomplices, shall we say, uh, in terms of some of his escapades. He often came back quite quickly just because he's such a social animal and loves seeing people, and if there weren't people on the street, you know, he, he, there weren't people there for him to hang out with. The formidable feline has nearly 60,000 followers on social media, and some of those fans on the streets of Wellington weren't ready to give up the pets, despite the potential COVID risk. However, it did make others pause. 
So first day of level two, uh, I got the first Wellington sighting of mittens, <laughs> and so I went all in for the pats. I suppose I could just say hello and walk by. <laughs> well, I have heard that cats can carry it, so I don't know. I mean, I guess you're right. Oh, Maybe you've he's heard that. Lot of people. Good point. I can see how he would be like a a brass. He's just doing his job. No! Would you still pat him? Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, I would. I don't know, I think I'm on the fence, because yeah, he's cute, but would you pet that guy you just met down the road? Mittens is cute. <laughs> Who's petting a human? Dr Bloomfield has yet to comment on the repeat from? offender's attempts to get into the facility. And while Wellington is an alert level two, it's okay to pet him without catastrophic consequences. Ha, <laughs> I see what she did there, catastrophic. <laughs> I hate this. They, they yeah. literally, like, that story could have been cat. There, yeah. there's, there's <laughs> a cat hanging out. They're, like what? Like they're describing it. Like they're breaking it down. It's like they're just the cat walked, had a nap, tried to get into. It. That's what cats do. This is yeah. not a special cat. I hate mittens. I hate yeah, them. No, mittens sucks. I mittens hate sucks. mittens. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so, you know, because it's been freaking me out all day while you're so angry about this, but now I'm freaked out because I'm so angry about it too. So I understand. Yeah, no. Thank you for this. I, this is a great, this is a great part of your contribution today. I appreciate it. The thing that really gets me. Oh, geez, there's more. That, yeah, go ahead. Okay, well, just just very quickly, is that <laughs> no, we have lots. There of was time. a meeting. There yeah. was a meeting when they all sat around together. You know, like the the reporters for <laughs> right, the morning and right. the editor and the chief reporter. And it's like, all right, who's who's doing mittens today? <laughs> <laughs> Someone gets assigned mittens. Who's who, who's uh, we we heard we heard that mittens tried to go into a quarantine hotel, but the guard stopped him. Do you think? Any, a, do you think anybody's like, I want that? I want mittens today. Are people jumping at this? Well, I mean, if it was me, I've been in these situations at those meetings, and I've just died inside a little bit, and I've been very quiet. Um, but at the same time, it is a very easy story to do. Right. So if you're if you're a bit hungover or something, and you just want to like right. get through your shift. And you don't want to have to be put on like a, a you know a real story, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, then people might volunteer for it. This yeah. reminds me of like the Ron Burgundy when the the panda's giving birth, and they're like this this stupid story <laughs> that they're trying to go after. It's like panda panda turns head. Oh, send a camera down. It's like no, sorry. <laughs> Satire uh, there, documentary yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That, wow. that's, that's exactly what it is. So yeah, welcome, welcome. That's my hometown. They have a cat. Um, <laughs> but you know what? Like, I guarantee you. But is if there? You, if, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I was, I was just saying, if you walked into a store in Wellington and that cat was lying on the table, part of you would be like, "Oh my God, that's mittens." No, not not no part of me would <laughs> say that. Bit. No, not at all. Are there no Come other on. cats in New Zealand? No, there's a lot. That's the point. There's well, cats everywhere. That's what I'm getting. So you could literally just grab any cat and say, "Oh, I followed mittens today." Um, yeah, I I guess so. I mean, like he's very photographed, and he might be New Zealander of the year. So, um... well, how insulting! Like your prime minister, God bless her soul. Um, she saved the country from possible destruction with a pandemic, and she, yep. alongside a cat. Now, this reminds me of the Brooklyn Nine Nine episode, where yep. um, where he gets the medal as the same day as a horse, and like this horse is getting so much attention. Oh, <laughs> and oh, he's like, I'm right here, and he's like, and then he falls off the stage. Yeah, no, it's the same thing. Yeah. Or it's like, um, do you remember when Trump gave the medal to the good boy? 
when he, he gets, oh, the dog, he's such a good boy. And, and, like, and oh it was something God. to do with, oh, he gave a middle to a dog. <laughs> once and he was so there it is. And see, we're making laugh of the, about this. We're making laugh about this. But you guys are, I don't know what's going on down there, man. But I got to take a visit when I can. It's um, it's real. It's, it's a real <laughs> yes, place. That it is, yes. You know what the funniest thing is here? <laughs> well, no, point it out because I'm laughing at it the whole thing so far. Is that I am fully team mittens here. <laughs> of course oh, go you on, are. Tell me. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, man. I mean, I, I disagree that, you know, this cat, I mean, this cat's not a hero. Because what's a hero? No. You know, no. Jacinda Ardern, she's a hero. She's a hero. And, you know, and... You know, there's there's there have been people that have worked on this show that have had huge crushes on on your prime minister. Oh, oh I'm one of them. Yeah, and I'm one of them too. Absolutely, she's, she's awesome. I was so disappointed when I heard I don't have a chance ever in my in my life. I mean, yeah, but like uh, I'm fully team mittens on this one. You know, what's um, attracting you to them? Why are you liking this, Matt? I like kittens. I like cats. <laughs> you sound like the reporter. <laughs> You know, you were you know, laughing at all those stupid be, puns, too. I would be the one. Like, you would, you bastard. Yeah, like, Chris would be praying to yeah. not get the shortest straw yeah. to do this story. But I'd be like, yes, come on, you'd please, be like, please. You'd be like slamming a Red Bull, pull my name, pull my name. It's I want my turn. this. Mittens. Mittens the kittens. It's my turn for mittens. Matt and mittens. <laughs> Matt and mittens in the morning. How's that? You can get your own show. Matt and mittens in Matt, the morning. Matt and mittens in the morning. I just had this vision of my head that was like, okay, Matt, you can do the bit of the story. And Matt just stands up, crushes a can against his head, rips his sleeves <laughs> off, gone. just screams and leaves the building. Mittens! Yes. I'm coming, baby! <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. But your 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 reason for being pro middens is the same reason for liking sports. It's like sports, sports, yeah. It just cats. is. Like I love cats. They're they're they are. I don't want to say the uh, animal of this, my spirit because that's offensive. But they they are my connection. I love cats, but I hate mittens. I just think that like one story or two where it's like, hey, this cat is. Shown, he's around town a lot. Yeah. You know, like he's going into retail stores. He's hanging out. He's going. He's knocking on the prime minister's door. He's, he's pissing in the bucket fountain like Elijah Wood did. You know, like yeah. that would be that would be one thing. It's like, hey, what a cool cat to have him like be New Zealander of the year. I'm with you on that one. New Zealander. You don't think that you're think not going to go that far, words. Matt? You don't think that the mitten should be New Zealander of the year? He double hockey sticks. No. <laughs> You know what? We're 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 making it worse, Chris, because we just spent like fifteen minutes on mittens the kittens. No, because we need to do this okay, because I people guess, yeah. need to understand. <laughs> Think about the words New Zealander of the Year and mittens. keys to the city given to a cat that did did what? Yeah. What did it do? A cat can't even what? use keys. <laughs> it has a cat door. You're right. Why are you giving the cat the keys? Yeah, it's pointless. A cat's no hero. Just get the, know, get the flappy piece of plastic, dr dr uh, cut a hole out the bottom of your door, put the flappy piece of plastic on, and you, there you go. He doesn't need the keys. It can come in any time. Did you see the certificate that the cat got when it was given the keys to the city? <laughs> oh, my God, no. How much, money, how much money has been put into this cat, Chris? This is upsetting to me. Taxpayers should be upset if you're in New Zealand, but the certificate is what? It says um, to his to his fluffiness to his fluffiness <laughs> mittens. That's the part. Yeah! It's, not, it's not fluffy. It's fluffy. Fluffy. That's the part that killed me. 
and it's in that it's in that old timey like medieval like cursive yeah. handwriting yeah, yeah. you know like that you get on your doctorate is floofiness oh my god thank you for listening to the shift daily podcast tune into the show online or on the radio